Training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pendola Project. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pendola Project. As you guys know, I traveled off to Utah, and I have the coach here that I came to see and work with. His name is Wes Johnson. He is a USA Level 3 triathlon coach. He has BAM, which is Balanced Art Multi-Sport for triathletes. And he was also, get this guys, 2019 U.S. Olympic Paralympic Coach of the Year. So this guy is the real deal. Wes, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me on this. Oh, yeah. Well, no, thanks for having me. We're kind of, we set this up right in the center of your facility here. And we're making the best of it. We're trying to talk into these pads we kind of put together, just a little makeshift studio for recording. So hopefully this comes out, it will come out at least better than it would on Zoom, right? So, yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Oh, it's been so great to have you out here this weekend. Oh, tell thank you, you. Just tell me more about me. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Matt, man. He's, he, you guys are lucky. Listen to every single podcast. Oh, Soak it up. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. People now know that you're lying to them. Um, so listen, we, we do want to get serious and talk a little bit about what, uh, what brought you into coaching. Give us a little bit of your background, and we'd like to hear what got you into being a triathlete coach and working with these junior elites. That's the way I'm referring it to it as, but you can explain a little bit more about that, Wes. Yeah, so I originally grew up a swimmer and I swam for University of Utah. And then towards my last year of swimming, I was actually really excited to be done so I could do triathlon. Uh, I wasn't burnt out at all with swimming, but I just loved the idea of triathlon. And so I got into that, but also I was coaching swimming and I was, I loved coaching. I always loved coaching. I always loved teaching. Teaching and coaching has always been a passion of mine, but I kind of was torn, um, because, you know, I was persuaded just in the community I live in to, to do a job that I would, that's a little more guaranteed to make money. <laughs> so I, I was actually in business, international business, and I was planning on going to get an MBA and went to Brazil and worked internationally there and came back. And then I continued coaching swimming and then triathletes needed to learn how to swim. And I just, the more I did it, I just couldn't, I felt this urge, like I have to coach and, and then I'm persuaded by others. No, you need to make money. <laughs> and so I, you know, if the university of Utah asked me to teach a triathlon class, but I had to go get certified. So I went and got certified and I started teaching triathlon and my heart was in teaching and my mind was telling me I needed to go into business. And I, that's, I just followed my heart and that's, that's hasn't led me astray to this day. Um, there's been lots of trials, but I'm so glad that I, that I'm a coach and I am grateful for the athletes I work with. And I love, love working with junior athletes, um, elite athletes. And I worked with several age groupers as well and, and Paralympic athletes as well. Um, but I, what I love about juniors and, and elite athletes is, is the all in mentality. Like they are, they're all in. And I have always had that, that personality to be all in in what I do. And, um, and you know, not half here, half, half in, half out. I've always 
really been all in, you know, ever since I was 10 years old, the sport I chose, I would wake my parents up at five in the morning to take me to practice, you know, and that led into me coaching, you know, I'm all in with these athletes and they're all in as well. And that's what, that's why I love it so much. Cause I just love the process and, and you know that, yeah, I'm just, you're fo- all in. followed my heart. I'm all in. Uh, yeah. You're all in. Well, I will tell you that walking into your facility the other day, with one of your other coaches, I could see that you established culture and you really have a phenomenal atmosphere in here. It's more like a family. And I love to see that. I always try to, my facility, I always thought would be like cheers. You know, everybody, you walk in, everybody's like Norm, right? Everybody (laughs) knows your name and it doesn't, you could be uh, a beginning athlete or you could be a very elite athlete, and I mean, I know you, of course, being coach of the year, you had an athlete who was a gold medalist at the Olympics, and I, I believe also got a bronze, but you were, in other words, you've had a lot of success with these athletes, and so you have all different levels, but yet what I've noticed in here is that everybody is part of the same family, they're all accepted, they're all encouraging each other, they're all working with each other, and that is so special. And I think that going back into, you know, my youth, just thinking about how I would have felt going into a place like yours where you really do have some very elite athletes. It can be intimidating. But as soon as you get to know the group, I think you forget who you're around. And I've tried to remind myself that even this weekend, uh, I've been here just to sort of work with you and some of the other coaches to see if we can maybe help out with some uh, some supportive strength and some movement improvement and things like that. And it's been an honor, but I tell you, I just have been blown away at the focus that these athletes have and what they give and the respect that they they have for each other and for the coaches. And so it really is a phenomenal atmosphere. You've done a great job. That's never by accident. And you said before that you're struggling with what to do for a living, make money or be a coach. And you know, I, I do always believe that a good friend of mine long time ago, he said, listen, Matt, if you really love taking out the garbage, just keep taking out the garbage and one day you will own your own dump. Now, that might not, <laughs> right? I like that. <laughs> right, right. And, and it, I, it did. It always stuck with me. That particular guy, uh, he's Les Nesbitt. We talk about him on my podcast sometimes. He is just um, a, a warrior, and he does love what he does. And he did make a bit of an empire for himself off of his passion, and his, his legacy is pretty substantial. So I know that you are rich when you're doing the thing you love. And that's the life I think that's really worth living. And so from there, I think the money does come. And so I think that's a perfect example with, with yourself and how you've made it. Because this is a tough, tough industry too. And again, you ha- these athletes could could be elsewhere. I mean, there's, there's a lot of choices and they choose to be with you and they have Olympic dreams and this is a big deal. And, and so for you to put your, uh, your athletes first, and I want to talk about that now because this is huge to me as a coach, you see them as people first. And 
it's kind of sad, but I think it's sometimes a little bit rare. We, we just a lot of times tend to see that it's the athlete the coach is looking at first and not the person. So can you talk a little bit about your approach to that and how you treat your athletes and how you encourage them to discover more and grow more about themselves as a person first and paying attention to that and then allowing that process to give them a better outcome for their performances. Yeah, I mean, it's been a process to get to this point where with this culture and and for me to to put that as a priority, put the, put, put the per person first as a priority. I, I learned the hard, hard way with some some difficult athletes over the years and and it you know one athlete can can do doing the wrong thing or wrong can, can contribute to the culture in a very bad way and affect everybody around them and affect the whole team and so you know through experiences over time i've learned and built my value system and the way i coach into putting it into the per person first and coaching the person first understanding the person first um before before the athlete and that has really transformed my coaching and also our culture because everybody knows that 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 is the priority and even if if you know there is somebody on the team that you know at times people get jealous because some, someone else is having success and they're not and I try to teach them if they're having success, that means you can too, you know, be happy for them. How can you be happy for each other? How, how can we, you know, uplift each other? How can we be better together as even though we are an individual sport and, and focusing on and understanding that we are all different. And, you know, I love diversity in our team. I, I, I don't want everybody to be the same. I want the diversity in it, but I want the respect within each other and that is to more important to me than and how they treat each other how I treat them how they treat me and that we understand each other even though we have so many differences and beliefs uh, you know that to me is is so important and and it's helped my coaching more than anything you know I I I bring you guys here because you guys have such specific knowledge and technical knowledge that you know that I'm not an expert in, um, but I'm so grateful to have built this network with people like you and Bobby and and the I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, yeah. we're talking about Bobby McGee. Yeah, and so he's um, the running coach that I work with quite a bit, and we have started that new company, MDP, which is pretty exciting. By the way, that we're getting so many of our listeners contacting emailing us about the programming and like i said we're developing this for 2021 but i just wanted to say too thank you because the listeners out there i can guarantee you that what i have done in the last couple of days with these coaches is going to improve this program we're putting out it's been amazing and i love the fact that you're so involved you have your strength coach here that's working with me too but you don't have to be, you're taking videos, you're, you're, you're interacting in the movements, you're asking questions. And it, that is, to me, even though you're not necessarily going to be the one that's going to do all this, and maybe that would be more of uh, the strength coach, coach Andrew, doing more of this, 
the fact that you want to start to understand some of these nuances that can make that even 1% difference with your athlete, again, that's where it's uh, very, very special to be a part of a program like this. So, um, yeah, I'm honored to be with these coaches, and I've already learned a lot from you guys, especially when it comes to just cueing an athlete. That's actually been really helpful for me, just hearing the way – you might say something or Andrew might say something to your athletes when I'm instructing something and I'll uh, check that off in the box in my head and say, wow, that's, that's five, ten years of developing the right cues and the right sort of uh, talk and self-talk for that athlete, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't th- – there's a lot of of coaches out there that try to – Uh, come across like they're an expert in everything right and and it's just not possible and to 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 get the most out of an athlete it takes it takes a team it takes you know experts in in several different areas i'm not an expert in in everything i'm not an expert in anything but i you know what i consider myself good at is is understanding the individual and getting the most out of the individual um through you know, my understanding, my expertise, but even more the expertise of others and others and using our network to their advantage um, and, and not putting pri- too much pride out there that, you know, I don't know this. I'm going to ask. I'm going to bring this person here so that so they can get the most out of you as well. And we can be a team towards your performance, towards your success. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of coaches, I think they try to like it's a secret what they're doing right their their programs are a secret and they want to keep it all controllable for them as a coach and they want to have all the answers for their athletes and they don't want their athletes going outside of them for answers now there can be too many cooks in the kitchen at times i think it's important to have one main strength coach so that's where i was talking to your guy and saying uh look you and I, Andrew and I, we're going to collaborate so that you can transfer this information to the athletes. So it's not going through two coaches. It's still going through one. But that being said, I learned a long, long time ago that if I ask another person for help and I don't have all the answers, like you said, it might be on nutrition. And I know somebody who's got a little bit more knowledge about this person, let's say with celiac and, Mm -hmm. you know, or something going on that is a little bit beyond my scope. I'm not going to lose credit with that athlete. I'm going to gain credit because, right. And so I, I just think that that's such an important lesson that you're talking about here that to be the best coach, the network and having a good team, but also, leaving the ego at the door and saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I will find out and I'll find out who can help with that more importantly. Right. And that I think is what establishes long-term trust with your athlete. Because to me, as soon as I tell an athlete an absolute and I'm not absolutely sure, then I've just lost some credit with them. Why? Because I was afraid to say, I don't know. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I say I don't know all the time because really I don't know. But if I can get better and I can understand that and, and even develop that knowledge with an athlete and tell them, like, we're finding out or we're going through this process together and I'm going to involve now Wes and ask him a little bit more about what a swimmer should do, let's say, for yards in the pool. I don't know. Wes knows, but he's my guy, and we'll talk about that, right? Yeah. So I think that that's uh, just such a, an important part of what makes, again, your program special because you are willing to say, I don't know. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about adversity, though, because I know that you had to overcome quite a bit of a challenge in your life. You had a, a crash, right? A bike crash? Yeah. How did that, what happened there? And of course, what, you know what I'm getting to here is, um, how did we find a silver lining out of this adversity? So tell us a little bit about the story and then how you uh, were able to come out of that. Yeah, so I was coaching a training camp in St. George, Utah. And I was riding with the group. I was riding just in the back of the group. And we went through a cattle guard that everybody went through fine. But I was in the back and and I caught, uh, there was a faulty part of that cattle guard that my front wheel got caught in. And I flew in the air, 30 feet in the air, landed on my face first. And don't remember the next three days. I, I had the, a really, really bad concussion. I was the head coach of this training camp too, and I'm the one that that had to go to the hospital. Um, and, you know, it was a really, really, really difficult time after that, the concussion. Um, but actually, I thought I was, I thought I was better than I before than I, before I was. And I even got on a bike a couple times. I I didn't really have headaches, um, but I I went to a World Cup and. Spain and then me and my wife went to Portugal after we stayed at a hotel a really nice hotel and um, just wanted to tour around the area and they had mountain bikes so we went out and I didn't realize how bad my concussion was because my reaction time was horrible and ended up uh, going around down a hill around a little corner and and um, hit a security gate with the arm come arm down and uh, hit it went over the handlebars broke both wrists this was like you know a month and a half two two months later broke broke both wrists and hit my head again and (laughs) and then then you know in that time I actually remember that crash you know the first one I don't remember at all and so that you know took me into the summer where I had to figure out how to even trust my own brain again I had to to you know really figure out everything if I wanted to be a coach I I I had to I met with a psychologist and I felt like I was starting over and but you know as I look back now that whole experience in that year changed my life for the better it changed it, it changed my career it it made me a better coach I and now I look back at that horrible horrible time as the best thing that could have happened to me because it made me realize how grateful I am for my family, for, you know, for everything that I do have. It made me so, so grateful in the, in the end, as I went through that whole process. And I had to learn how to be present again with my family, with my job, learn how to be present rather than when I had the concussion, I was scattered. I was scatterbrained everywhere I went and learning how to be present again, forced me to really figure out why I love this and fi- and determine my why 
behind coaching and and why I love coaching and and that you know just continued into the next couple years which turned out to be pretty incredible that led to what you mentioned the coach of the year and and just through experiences that I learned I mean there there I would have never learned what I learned without that crash and even the second crash you know and you know the, I guess I didn't learn what I needed to in the first one so I'd have another one um but yeah I'm as I look back now I couldn't be more grateful I'm uh I'm surprised you still get out on the bike because you still you still bike and even do you do any racing anymore no I I, I don't do any racing however last year um I did kind of know you know I was a, I've been a competitor and athlete my entire life since I was 10 years old you know and after the concussion and going through all that I I kind of felt like I needed some really big, big challenge. Um, because as a coach, you know, that, that fulfilled my challenges for me, but I, I felt like I need something that just scared the crap out of me, you know? And so I was like, what would, what would that be? And I was like, and I saw the Catalina channel and I was, that's 21 mile swim. So I, I decided to, to (laughs) figure it out and, and get my charter myself a boat and, and train for that. And I did it last summer and I wasn't, you know, as trained as I could be because coaching is crazy life. But, um, but I, oh my gosh, it, it made me feel alive again. You know, just having a crazy hard challenge and then going for it, 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 that also helped, you know, and I think it's so important that we, we do challenge ourselves. We don't fear challenge. We, we lean into challenge and, and we, you know, set goals and challenging goals and dreams that we go for individually as well as as well as career but also for our own personal desire i think to to you know stay present in our lives and feel alive i I, you know it's something that i needed because that's what makes me me that's how i've been me since i was 10 years old that i've had these extreme goals all the way every single year and then i after the concussion i had to kind of find myself again you know and and that was part of that process so from the crash from setting up these challenges and, and doing this big swim across the ocean through the middle of the night with sharks. And, you know, did you, did you encounter any, any sharks? there? No, no, there was no sharks, but I, I, I mean, there, there could have been sharks out there and there probably was at some point, but I just decided, you know, no matter what I see out there, I, I'm just embracing that this is what I'm doing because I'll probably trick myself that there's a shark next to me. I'll see a wave and think that's a shark fin or something, you know. So I, I just I told myself no matter what I see, I'm embracing it. I, I will say hello to the shark. I'll do whatever. You know, play mind tricks, whatever I need to do. I will just embrace it, and, and it worked. And I just I, n- I never really worried about an animal or a shark, and I just I just swam. I smiled, and 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 eventually had to force a smile, but I, I got you know I got through it and. Uh, it was mo- one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty brave because I think about uh, looking at for my own challenges, I started looking at doing some trail races, but ultras, you know, doing 50 K and then up and looking at the, the hundred mile stuff, I would have to be running in the dark, no matter how fast you are, you're still probably yeah. going to be in the dark a little bit. And I start hearing these stories about bears and other, you know, mountain lions and 
these th type of things are just getting so tired that you might run off the side of a cliff or something. And so I, uh, I'm actually going to focus more on, at least for now, on, on 50K to 50 miles, but things that I can finish uh, while it's still light out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of wussed out of, uh, of doing the overnight running, at least for now. So I, I, you're brave to do that for sure. But I, I like, though, what we're talking about here is kind of after your athletic, athletic competition, after that part of your athletic career is over, finding new challenges and new and new things. And that was really for you. I mean, it was a very unique challenge. And I, I love those kind of stories. Instead of just doing another age group competition or something like that, you know, you really did something unique. And, and so that, that will uh, stay with you. And uh, of course, I'm sure your athletes uh, are in awe of that as well. I'm just sitting there going, wow, I that was the, a bunch of them came on the boat through the night. And they cheered me on and so and I could have a pacer every other hour so I had one of my athletes jump in the water every other hour and swim with me nice. so that was that was a really cool experience yeah and you know that's just where I think that again I don't think that a coach has to have been an elite athlete themselves to be a great coach in fact I think a lot of great coaches they maybe uh, think back to where I was teaching uh, kids, there was English as a second language, and I was in AmeriCorps, and I was asked to teach them uh, algebra, <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, that is not my strong suit, and so I told the teacher, I don't know, I, because I, this is, this is part of the program, but I don't, I, I don't, I was never good at the, at this myself, and the teacher said, that's exactly why you should teach them, because English is their second language. The things that you did learn, you understood that it was tough to learn those things, right? So um, for me, I ended up having a great time working with these kids and realizing that, yeah, this, this is something that I can help them with because I understand what it's like to maybe not be as good at it, but then get better at it, right? And I think that uh, in general, though, coaches that at least they practice what they preach. You don't have to be great at it, but Coach Wes, he, he's passionate about this, and he's out here swimming in the channel, and that's my coach. And I think that's something that really does stick with an athlete and inspires them as well. So I love that story. Um, and, it, you know, finally, I'd like to kind of wrap up this podcast, Wes, and just talk a little bit about this weekend and your athletes here. So, you know, I've talked about what I learned in this experience so far. I'd like to hear from you what you're learning and, uh, you know, what, what it is that you think you're taking away with your athletes from this weekend and from this experience and where you see BAM moving forward. Yeah, so, you know, these, these weekends are, are always great because every athlete is just so different, you know, and they have, they have their own set of limitations and strengths and weaknesses and, and, you know, with, you know, with on several different levels, right. With strength or personality or, or whatever it may be. And you guys have brought that expertise to really understand, you know, what's going on with their body and how can we get that extra extra edge out of them. I, I love how just the way you say things, you know, uh, say it in a different way than I would have. Like, you know, we need to unlock this part of your body so we can, we can, re you know, reach your full potential. Um, or, you know, there's just so many 
so many key things that I have learned that just kind of set a light bulb, even for my own coaching. And, and I see these light bulbs go off in the, in their eyes. And I just love that. That's so funny because I'm actually thinking the same thing, but about you guys, <laughs> you know, like I love the way they say things and I'm trying to pick up some things. I've even written down some cues. I really liked well, a lot. That's, that's why I think it's so important that you work with other people that, you know, you, you find who those people are for you and, and, you make that a priority, but you know, you, like you said, there can't be too many cooks in the kitchen. So you, you have to, you have to find those people and it's a journey to find them, you know, and we've been through a lot and we've been burned by a lot, you know, and, and you, you start, you need to, you learn how the type of people you can trust and, and now I can pick it up quicker and, you know, Bobby and, and you, I mean, the just people that I, you know, would trust my life with, you know, and, and so to put an athlete in their hands, it's the same, same idea, you know, I, this, I, I consider them all like my own family. So trusting somebody else with, with one of my athletes, it's a, it's a big deal. And I, that's what I'm always in search of is that network of people that we surround ourselves with. And it's a circle, but it's, it can be a small circle, you know? Right. And that's uh, one thing I want to say is as a coach over the years myself, I definitely had that experience of getting burned quite a few times and then kind of that burns you out, right? Like that yeah. you start and you stop reaching out. You stop trying to work with other people sometimes yeah. because, but then you meet somebody like Bobby who I think we can all agree that not only is he one of the world's best coaches, but one of the world's best people, period. And you... Every single athlete that I've ever met that has worked with Bobby says that he's 100% focused on me no matter what level I'm at. He gives me all of that attention, you know, and, th and the next person gets the same exact focus, right? Mm -hmm. And so I trusted Bobby from, you know, the first, the first second that I met him. You almost don't want to be disappointed when you have really looked up to a coach for a long time. And I had read his book, and I couldn't believe all of a sudden I was talking to him. It was so surreal, right? Yeah. And crazy. But then through Bobby, the connections, like with yourself, I don't even have to second guess it. I don't even have to think, um, can I trust this guy? Is he a good guy? If Bobby says he is, he is. And that's where you build the culture and the family. Yeah. So once you start creating those connections, then I think it is easy. And so you just have to find the right connection. And then I think it's easier from there to be able to really create that network we're talking about here. Right. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks. I, I, I think that uh, just when we talk about your athletes, though, and I'm going to have a couple of your athletes on the podcast next, which I'm really excited about that. So they can talk about some of their experiences. But I think that we would just like to close off talking about what you think your athletes are aspiring to and where you want BAM to go next, um, you know, for them and, of course, for your, um, you know, your training here. Yeah, I mean, of course, we want to progress you know, th so on so many different levels, you know, financially, but, but, you know, what, what has led me to do what I do, you know, from my heart is from the beginning is making a difference in, in people's lives. And, you know, a result one year is, is a big deal, but I also like to see, you know, how, 
how the sport and how what we did you know made their lives better and you know in 10 years from now what are they doing you know and yeah I love being invited to to their weddings and their you know and all that and and it's just I love being a part of their lives and and making a difference and that's if I'm not making a difference I would rather they move on to somebody else because you know I'm not going to be too prideful to hold on to something that I'm not helping um and and that's that's why I do this that's where I want to see BAM go I want to continue to build our network our our team of coaches strengthen our team of coaches to be the best we can possible be possibly be to help more people and and you know make a really big difference in this world and I love it and coaches out there that are listening to this podcast and I know I have several I think that we can all learn from each other and everything that Wes is talking about today finding that network and really working with other coaches that are like-minded and then just yeah leaving the ego at the door and saying yeah maybe there is that athlete that's actually better with a different coach because maybe we just have a little bit different styles and we're not connecting even though I think I've got a good program but this athlete will connect better with this other coach right that's where I do strongly believe in referring out. I've, I, I definitely think that I've held on sometimes to some athletes that I want to help, but it's just not connecting. And then I have to accept the fact that I'm not the right coach for that person. And it hurts, but you're willing to do that. And now you've opened the door for another athlete to come in that might exactly fit in with and connect in that piece of the puzzle that will really serve them. And that's what you're creating an opportunity for by realizing that you're not for everybody at times too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's well, that's, uh, that's well said, and I love your philosophies. And anything else that you would like people to know about you, where can they find you? Um, where can they check out uh, your, your team? Where, where would they go for that, Wes? Um, yeah, on, on social media, you can go to Balance Start Multisport. Um, I'm Coach West on social media, um, uh, or on on Instagram, and then Facebook Wesley Johnson or Balanced Art Multisport. You can also go to balancedartmultisport.com, and you'll find everything there. Okay, guys, and he is based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. So in case you are close and you want to come and check him out and uh, contact him then you certainly can do that through uh, his website. And also, I would just remind everybody that we've got about another six weeks, and then we are going to have these programs coming out for MDP. So keep keep uh, texting me, keep calling me, keep emailing me. I want to hear your feedback. I love all the feedback, and we are working on it, and I'm excited. And also, Coach West, thank you for allowing me to work with you and the other coaches because it is helping us, which will help serve our listeners who are who are using this uh, MDP program. So Truly an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care, guys, and we'll talk to you next time.